is a miracle, doc. They counted me out. Moment of truth, counting it down. I'm that dog story was down for the count. Back on my feet, back with a mic, back on the beat, back with a family that bang in the streets. The game won't lock, I stand with a key. You remember how back in like February, the first time that Islam in Volkva, everybody was talking about the pound for pound number one. And then John Jones's fights the next month. It's like, oh yeah, forget that whole discussion. John Jones is number one. What is the real situation here? Who is the pound for pound number one right now? And will that change on Saturday night? Is this for the number one spot this weekend? Because if Alex wins, he lost last time and got you know kept the number one spot. So if he wins, does that move him up past John? But then even if it does, John's fighting Stipe next month again, so... <laughs> yeah, I suppose the big question is, if John Jones had returned and beaten Stipe back in March, then maybe it, this number one spot would be way more deserved. But as it currently stands, he's won the heavyweight title, become a, uh, a two-weight champion. But does a win over Cyril Garn really get you the number one pound-for-pound -pound spot? It is the entire reason that he gets the number one spot is because of what he's achieved in the past. Yeah, because there's basically two intersecting discussions here. For the last 12 years, John Jones has literally not been in anything that wasn't a title fight. Even if it got overturned with the second DC fight, they've all been title fights and he's won all of them. I think uh, we disagree <laughs> on a few of those, like the Reyes fight. And yeah, it's kind of hard not to, if you look at it like that, to rank him as number one. But then there's the other question of the strength of schedule. Who's had a tougher run lately well, Volkanovski, I think, has had by far the toughest. Ultimately, Islam won, and Volk remained ahead of him in the pound-for-pound -pound list. So the discussion there from, from that point on is how fair is the rankings and who decides the rankings. I don't really know the ins and outs of it. All that I know is that there is a load of journalists who decide who the pound-for-pound. -pound. So technically, arguably, with the fact that Volk stayed above him is that a shitload of bias from a bunch of journalists yeah. that go actually we think Volk did really well in that fight and we think he deserves it more and I'd argue the entire reason why he was held above him is because of bias it's just just fucking give him the spot man like he beat Volk yeah he fucking beat him it's just true. put him up there so I've talked to journalists about this I wanted to write a piece on this a long time ago but nobody was willing to go on the record Basically, why? Every... Well, actually, just answer that. Why? Because they they were embarrassed. They were scared. Scary. Yeah. They're scared of the UFC. Right. Because okay. what they all said, it was a shit show. It was like, we would all submit and we would have private conversations about what we submitted. And then the results would come out and it wouldn't look anything like what we voted. It's none of the people you're thinking of when you think of MMA journalists. It's like, oh, yeah, just kind of so wrote on a little site every once in a while. As opposed to journalists. Maybe. To what extent? are the fans deciding who the fucking pound for pound. But again, the UFC is just doing whatever the fuck yeah. they want anyway. So it's yeah. like, you submit so we can say we had you a part of the panel, but then we just put out whatever the fuck we want I mean, anyway. It's just yeah. like having the deniability, isn't it? Because really, it is their organization. They can just pick whoever they want, but to have the journalists be like, oh yeah, we, we're, you know. It's yeah. a cover your ass. It's exactly. a CYA. It's literally to say, oh, but we have journalists on the panel. But a, a big part of that last fight, the marketing was all about, this is for pound for pound number yeah. one. We haven't had any talk of that this time. <laughs> it's like, 
you know he's still folk still lost exactly so still, it was just like well actually it doesn't really matter yeah. but <laughs> the, no one's mentioned any of that this time around but I feel like if Alex does win he's number two right now I could easily see a world where well we'll put Alex at number one and then next month when John fights if he wins he'll take him over because they're happy to swap him around all the time I think there's another part of the argument that we're missing which is actually like how good of a performance you're putting on if you're absolutely dominating your competition and you look like the best fighter in the world then that's probably going to get you up there and that's why Islam shot right up there because sure. he's had those kind of performances like Kamara Usman is number seven and he's had two losses but he's still up there because of how he performs and how he has performed, you know? So even if you look at Volk, though, like, you you can pick holes in, in the people Volk's beat. The ability to beat Max Holloway and, and, you know, after everything he'd done is incredibly impressive. But then he beats Brian Ortega, who Max had already beaten. Then he beats the Korean Zombie, who had already lost multiple times. So you can always pick holes in their, you know, in these fights anyway. But if you blow them out of the water with a performance that sort of shows that, like Islam did with Dan Hooker and Bobby Green, then that kind of balances it out in a way because yeah, but you're doing what you should do. Even before that, Volk was taking on the best. You know, he was beating Aldo yeah, but to get Aldo to the had shot. Already lost. He was beating Chad Mendes. And Chad Mendes had already lost. Who did Aldo lose to? Holloway twice. Only Max Holloway no, I, and Connor. I'm not saying he was it's still not, beating I'm everybody. I'm not saying it's not a good win. I'm just saying you can always pick holes in things, can't you? Islam inarguably had a weak schedule going yeah. into this. Yeah. To, to what extent as well is the bias of the lightweight belt with all the history that it actually has is going to boost you up that rankings as a champion as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Because you're right, if he's not fighting often, if he hasn't got wins over big names and he does hold that belt, maybe just holding the belt itself is enough to jet you up there because of the legacy that the belt, belt holds. If you look at the last two wins for Islam, he just ended two of the longest streaks in UFC history. He ended Charles's streak and he ended Alex's streak. Those are like, it doesn't get much bigger than that. Why do you think John did go into the number one position and not just like in the top five? Because he's only fought in championship fights. It's yeah. the history yeah. side yeah. of things. And, yeah. and again, he also has the performances. Cyril Ghosn was an outstanding performance. Yeah, I mean, it does true. look like he's just going to breeze through the division if it looks anything like that. Did he go in straight at number one to just piss off Francis Ngannou as well? <laughs> Francis <laughs> yeah. Ngannou yeah. exits. That's a really good point. John comes <laughs> in and all of a sudden the UFC, this guy's the best in the world. He's the baddest man on the planet. And we've forgotten about Francis. I think it's also because if John isn't number one, he'll, you know, set fire to the UFC apex or something, probably. <laughs> yeah, drive his car that. straight through the front door. This channel has been going since 2016? 2017. 2017. And this year we made the decision to open it up to, like, members, start a little members club. Yeah. Are you happy with that decision? You enjoy it? <laughs> Not at all. No. <laughs> what the hell, man? Honestly, it's just nice to have the support on the channel as well. I think we all know that, you know, despite all the things you can get for the membership actually at the end of the day what it does just kind of represents the fact that people do care about what we do and it helps a ton i think sometimes people miss out on that it's like we're still like a really small company it's still yeah. just me and you yeah we don't have anybody that's like I brought my girlfriend in today to <laughs> switch yeah, yeah, basically yeah. that's true as well in the <laughs> words of emperor palpatine so another question I want to ask. Kamara Usman currently ranked number seven in the pound for pound rankings right now, right? Even after two losses, that's where he is today. But if Hamzak goes in there and ragdolls him and makes it look easy, then I think he'll probably fall down a couple of numbers pretty quickly. Well, how many of those guys on the top 15 are, are former champions or champions? All of them. Yeah, exactly. 
And that's the thing about Hamza. He hasn't won a belt. There you go. So even yeah. if he does Us- beat Usman... So it's just a case yeah. of him yeah, coming exactly. out. I do think that there is a part of that where you probably have to be able to say, I've been the best in my division to make it into the top pound for Even pounds. if you're Alex Pereira, who only held it and didn't defend it. I just think it's interesting how much that then takes away from this fight with Usman because we're not really valuing it on the in the same way are we you know what i don't I mean? think we should though yeah. you know i think this is just kind of a dream fight that we missed when maybe the opportunity was there or was too clogged up whatever it was and so this is just like a fun fight that we didn't get a couple years ago or a year ago i mean usman might get smoked who knows but i think he probably moves down three or four slots everyone else just gets bumped up and at this current moment islam is still number three below volkanovsky what would you do if the same fight happened with the same outcome and Volkanovski still stayed ahead of him. <laughs> well, the, the thing that I think is a discounting factor is Volk is coming up a weight class. And the idea of pound for pound is to say, if you were the same size, would things change? But technically, they are the same size because they're both 155. Yeah. Well, they're definitely not, though. Like, yeah. one's, one's weight-cutting the shit out of themselves. He's been called a weight bully his entire career. And then you got Volk, who is tiny in comparison to him like he is so much shorter he's stocky don't get me wrong but he is at a disadvantage in a number of ways yeah and it also just makes what volk then does by coming up the weight class even more impressive when you look at how easily islam sort of manhandled everyone in that weight class and then all of a sudden you've got a smaller guy from a different weight class being the hardest fight for that guy who's just destroyed a division. We've made the case definitely for Volk here. We've definitely made the case for Jones, but what about Islam? If he does come out here and he dominates Volk, with or without the short notice, I think that's the risk that Volk took. I think that, yeah, he definitely does surpass him. If you beat the guy twice and you can't get a slot over him, even if it is really close, hopefully not controversial, even if it is really close, it's like, well, he's just that much better. If you want to say, who's the GOAT? Who's in the running, in the better running for that? Well, yeah, John Jones has a 12-year title record, sure. But does that mean he's at the best version of himself now? We might see something that blows us out of the water next month, but based on what we've seen so far, and depending on how that goes this weekend, if it's a really dominant win for either champion, I think they have a really good case yeah. to move up ahead of him. It still feels like this is for the number one pound-for-pound pound slot in a way you know we have to give a shout out to howlhead of course we do every single episode they sponsor the podcast they are here because they think we are the best pound for pound the pound for pound number one regardless thank you howlhead for sponsoring us um guys if you want to get some howlhead easy peasy in the uk now it's in larger tesco's amazon master at malt get yourself a bottle fights on this weekend share it around share it around better with friends yes howlhead <laughs>